finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan. Entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello, hello, hello. Were you expecting it? I don't know, but I'm here. Mm-mm-mm. In flow with Dr. Rachel. Oh, no, wrong finger. <laughs> Hi. Everyone, everyone, please allow me to welcome my illustrious guest, Dr. Rachel. Dr. Rachel, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Hello, Daniel. <laughs> Glad to be here with you. This is fun. I like it already. <laughs> Dr. Rachel is dope. Um, if you don't already, is it at Dr. Rachel? You're at Dr. Rachel on Instagram. On Instagram. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm so, sorry. It's at Hey, Dr. Rachel. Hey, Dr. Rachel. So I'm going to pop that here so everybody can see this at Hey, Dr. Rachel. And I give you permission to go ahead and basically take a moment to, to follow that page because it's important you do so because she is dope, as you will see. And if you're not yet convinced, then I'll hide it and you can wait till later when she wowed you with her magical goodness. And then you'd be like, oh my God, why didn't I follow her before? Oh, but I had to watch her live. Okay, now my life is, is better. So that's what's happening. I like, I like it. I like your approach. <laughs> so California, talk to me about your favorite part of California. Well, um, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area where I've been now for a long time. When I first moved to California from New York, I moved to Southern California. So I was in San Diego for the first couple of years. So me just talking about San Diego was a bit like, mm, he's following me. He's like tracking my movements. Is he going to be in like the Bay Area next? I don't know. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> a little bit. It's been a long time since I've been in San Diego. So, but I loved it then. Um, mm-hmm. It was a different time, obviously, for me in my life. But it's, I mean, California is a beautiful place to be. It really is. I feel lucky to have landed here. Yeah. So you, you feel okay with having cheated on the East Coast? I do. I, I feel quite okay with it. Um, <laughs> you know, I still have an allegiance and it's a part of me that I'll never mm-hmm. shed. And I feel like my spirit... Uh, brought me here for a very real reason and this is where I certainly belong I've got you I've got you because I I had a conversation so um I've made a date with my friend Dean and Faith and we're going to come well next time I'm in the barrier we're going to be like catching a game and um then like the the conversation evolved and it's like yeah maybe we'll like do something a bit more adventurous and go on like a road trip and watch a game and they started talking about the Giants, and I'm like, nah, I'm Jets. And they were like, how are you Jets? And I was like, because I've been going to, I was going to, I've been going to New York for about, I don't know, five years. Love New York. And I'm loyal. And the Jets is who I go and watch play football. But there was like this weird, <laughs> this weird thing of, but I have to support like the Giants. And I wondered, if you being a sporty person have found that your allegiance has meant that even though you're on the West Coast, you still support East Coast sports teams. Well, so you made an assumption that I am a sportsy person. And no, I, I, am... did, I, did, I did not make that assumption. Actually, this is a way of di- understanding how much of a concern, care, love, delight or fudge you give. 
in relation to sports. Right. So I don't. I'm so distant. <laughs> I'm so distant from sports. They just do nothing for me. I just don't connect. So I like, I mean, I don't, I don't feel it. I mean, I appreciate other people who do because I, I see how much it means. Mm. Um, I myself, it doesn't quite resonate with me. But my brother has a, a very strong passion for the New York Giants. So I have some, you know, skin in the game there in that way. But <laughs> otherwise, I just don't, I don't even, I'm like really. But have you all, tried to watch it I'll be because let me let me let me let me try and convert you. Let me okay. let me see how strong my powers of persuasion are. Sure. Um, in relation to sport, I'm not going to let this be general, just in case like I fail and that it's like ah, you can't convince. Ah. It's all right. Cool. Powers of persuasion. So I wasn't into baseball. I've seen them doing the baseball thing on TV. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I went to a Yankee game, and mm. the energy, the environment the profanity being shouted at the Red Sox fans. I really felt like I was a part of it then. And since then, I've always, I've actually timed, I've been known to time business meetings in New York wow. around the time of the year to make sure that I can get to like sports games. Mm. Sure. That's, that's, that's lovely that you connected to it that way. <laughs> I've been to games. I think baseball's boring. Um, I've been to Warriors games and I, I mean, they're huge here, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, um, and that's an, a very alive experience. I can't deny that. Uh, and I enjoyed it, but I also found that I, I enjoyed the experience of everything else, but the actual sport, you know, <laughs> so it's just not, it's okay. I mean, I accept yeah. it. I don't, I don't need to, force myself to like sports you know no you don't have to force yourself to like sports yeah. and i will forgive you if you can answer a question for me okay if you had one thing one thing that you had to commit to as a passion just one thing okay i'll let you say a few things i'll let you have a couple you know if you had to commit to one thing as a passion where would you land um supporting people to develop and advance spiritually damn you're so dope hey dr rachel i mean that's what literally i mean and there's so many things that i love and appreciate and i'm interested in but that feels because i think because that feels overarching and foundational mm -hmm. so then it just gives me a lot of space it, like that would be um that would afford me the ability to do a lot of the other things, I think. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna allow you to have that one. Reason being, guys, just so you know, so let bit of background, folks. So Rachel and I are random friends. We kind yeah. of just discovered each other on social media and had this like digital love affair as much as one <laughs> can have a love affair without carnal love. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we have this shared love of basically just helping people just see how dope it can be if you introduce some spiritual tools into your life, a little bit of meditation, get some essential oils in there, a little bit of self-love. And mm -hmm. guys, you'd, I've, I'm going to put it back here. Go and, go and right now, go and look. Hey, Dr. Rachel, she has really cool stories. Sometimes she talks about Tupperware, which is really funny. 
And <laughs> I remember that one. That's right. I'm quoting you back. And really inspirational stuff. I'm going to put it back up again. But yeah, I'm going to allow that one, Dr. Rachel. I'm going to allow Thank you, to you Daniel. One. Thank you. Yeah. And it's been fun to connect with you in that way. You know, you're, we, we are very aligned, I think, in our perspectives and our messages. Can I just to, to bounce it back? Because I am curious, what would you say? What would your answer to that be? Well, I'm kind of like, I dedicated a long time to fighting, doing what I do now. Right. Um, and when I surrendered to it, uh, did I ever tell you my story about walking meditation in the mountains of New Mexico and finding my purpose no. in this like download? Okay, so people may have heard it. I don't care. I'm telling Dr. Rachel and you've got to listen because she's here and you're here. So yeah, anyway. yeah. It's a By good the way, story. as I told the story, if you have heard the story before, go ahead and add her on Instagram. I just keep doing that because I want to promote you because you, you don't. Um, so there I was, I was at a meditation retreat and we we're doing walking meditations at about six o'clock in the morning. February in New Mexico is not warm, my love. I had hot pockets in my mm. pocket and my, my boxes as well because it was very cold. In my socks, I had thermals, underwear, gloves, hat, scarf. And I'm walking, having this beautiful meditation, walking through the mountains and standing and walking. And then um, it hit me. Dude, mm. what are you doing with your life? This is what it would look like if you were doing what you've been fighting doing. And it was like, in a moment, I had all of the joy, all of the mm. laughter, all of the tears. Like, I went through this tumultuous emotional roller coaster in, in a second and just knew instinctively what I had to be doing with my life. And I, I came away from that and I said to my girlfriend, I said, uh, I'm not doing finance anymore. Uh, I'm going to, like, teach people about stuff and I'm going to go and make mm. people's life. And that's what I'm going to do. And she was supportive, which was interesting because I, I, I thought it was going to be a more challenging conversation than it was. But yeah, mm. what I do now is literally, I, I do what I want, um, even on a micro level. Right. I, I look at tasks. I look at when I finish my spiritual practice in the morning, I look at my list of tasks for the day. And I say, what brings me joy? What's in mm. alignment with my purpose? And what does no harm? And I do that. And if I don't really feel like doing it, I don't do it. <laughs> So mm -hmm. I'm quite fortunate that I get to live that life now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it sounds so profound. Um, and I, you know, I think you are fortunate, but you're also just aligned. You know, you're in sync. You were giving yourself the time and space you needed to let that download come forth. And mm -hmm. then you followed it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and I think we all have the ability to do that we all have the ability to do that but we get caught up mm -hmm. we let time get in the way we get life get in the way we let um so for me it was there was a lot of fear um yeah. and i allowed that fear to create excuses because i'd had the nudge so this will happen in february of this year but i was getting the nudge from september october of last year and i was fighting it i was saying oh you know i'm gonna get my savings a bit better before i take the leap and Right. Maybe I'm going to keep this part of my life and then just introduce it this way and baby step in. And then life was like, nah, mm. you're here for something more, dude. So you're going to do it now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm so happy that you did that. Cause it's so clear to me that you're living on purpose and that you're like made for this. You're so good at it. And it seems so to come so smooth, you know? Um, Thank you. Yeah. And I'm glad your girlfriend was supportive because I think 
you know, I, I work a lot in the realm of relationships and conscious communication and that, that can be uh, a hurdle or a barrier, you know? And so it's good to hear that, that she was on board in a way that you needed her mm-hmm. to be for you to pursue this. So yeah. that's. Because some people do have that as a, um, cause relationships is something that you really work with. And we're going to go into a bit more about the doctor in the Dr. Rachel. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to agree on that. Um, but I know relationships is something that you really work with. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously you're going to be in the dream. Oh, just so you know, guys, Dr. Rachel is going to be on the panel for the Dream Beyond, Intensi- dream Beyond Intention group coaching. So look lively. You're going to get this fabulousness helping you be more fabulous. <laughs> is that the right way? Yeah. Am I poking the right way? I'm not sure. I'm that way. I'm tickling your soda. Am I tickling your soda yet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so talk to me about the doctrine dr rachel because you've always struck me as having this really balanced holistic mindfulness grounded with science approach to the advice that you give and just the Mm. the dopeness that you share on instagram so i've never actually had this conversation with you deliberately because secretly I kind of always knew I wanted to do on my podcast. So I wanted to have this conversation with everyone. So talk to me about the doctor Mm. in Dr. Rachel. Mm. Well, the doctor signifies my doctorate in clinical psychology um, Mm -hmm. and sort of that part of my lens that has been, you know, through has been cultivated through years of rigorous academic um, pursuits and clinical training. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think what I've been able to do in more recent years is start to expand the limitations, I think, of the pure Western lens that can feel a little, um, uh, well, that is limited, you know, so I think I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that achievement. It means a lot to me and it does influence how I do the work. And I'm, I've been deepening, you know, my, my, we're, we're complicated creatures and we are operating on more than one level. And there's, I think a dynamic right. approach to it is indicated. So I feel mm-hmm. happy to be able to bolster that with all of these other things that I just love. That is so dope because I think one thing people lose sight of in the balance, and I'm, I'm quite guilty of this, mm. that sitting in these extremes and, and losing sight of the fact that as holistic creatures with so many different levels, I mean, for example, in Kundalini Yoga, there's 10 different bodies. If you're in, um, in uh, Chinese tradition, you might be talking about yin and yang, you know, right, uh, the right. duality of nature. We, there's no, as soon as we, we start to collapse into matter, there's no such thing as a, a pure singularity. There's always a minimum of dualism. And that means that there has to be a balance of two things, even if it's masculine and feminine, lightness and mm. darkness, happiness and sadness, the contrast is what adds the flavor to life. And so I love that you're, almost the embodiment of this bridge between those two worlds, because you do have that academic line. I mean, what, six years of studying an academic, six, seven years to get your doctorate? Yeah, it, it took me four years, but prior to that, I got a master's degree. So I was, I was in school for a very long time. And then, you know, you did postdoctoral training. So yeah, yeah. long time. Some, something crazy. So you've done that. Yeah. 
So you're bringing all of that badass knowledge to the table, boom. And then you're like, so you've got that credibility and then you right. have the ability to, to reach over into you know, what some might call metaphysical or fifth dimensional and say, okay, let's look with a serious mind at this energy stuff. Okay, right. how does that cross over? Let's look at self-love and bring that here. Let's look at this meditation stuff and how, see how that can bolster in what we're doing. And then create this beautiful primordial gloop of magical wonderfulness that mm. can actually create healing for people mm. rather than some of your um, colleagues might be like, okay, let's give them this drug, we'll give them that drug. You're like, well, why don't we look at what's happening on an energetic level? Yeah, I acknowledge and accept that psychologically there's something here. But let's look at what we can do with the energy, which is the root of everything, and bring that in with some, some of this scientific love and create this little combination of stuff to actually bring healing to people. And I think that is, we need more. Mm. We need more. We need mm. more of you. There can only be one of you, of course, but right. you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. You just said it so beautifully. And I, I, I mean, I, I think the paradigm is shifting. And I think, I mean... Well, I, 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 it's my, it's an honor to be able to, you know, bring, bring a more holistic approach to the work. And I think you're right. For me, it's so deeply all just about healing, healing. Um, and, mm. and we can't take a siloed approach to it. You know, I think, um, and, and I mean, you know, I've, I've worked a lot in the medical system in healthcare and the Western, it's just so, it's, it's, it's gut-wrenching how flawed this system is and how, how lacking in full integration it is to really meet people's needs. It's all about symptom relief instead of, you know, instead of healing from the inside mm -hmm. out um, mm -hmm. and on these multiple layers. And it's just, they're, they're all inextricably linked. And so we mm -hmm. can't, we can't ignore any element of it. I mean, energetically is important. And then, and, and, and so is, um, you know, I, I'm loving right now sort of finding where the, the balance is or where the tightrope is between who we are as spiritual beings and what that means for how we refine our humanity, mm -hmm. which we all need to learn how to do like that. You know, that can be really hard emotions that feel unpleasant or triggers from old traumas, mm -hmm. um, you know, while maintaining the broader perspective of what this all is. So mm -hmm. I find it fascinating and, mm -hmm. and, and I'm deeply influenced by my own path, my own journey to mm -hmm. healing and discovering these things in myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, yeah. so this, that, I think that carries when somebody can bring their own journey to the healing stroke, support, guidance, coaching or whatever to mm -hmm. the world. When you're coming from your own road, your own journey, your own adventure, your own experience and bringing that, there's a level of authenticity in that I think you, you just can't mm -hmm. deny. You can right. have two people on a stage talking about something and you can tell at a soul level, you can feel when someone's talking about something that's their experience and something mm -hmm. they read in a book. Um, right. And I think for me, that, especially when, when I'm dealing with clients, one of the things I always encourage them to do is to remember that there's an authenticity that comes from going down a road yourself. It's all very well and good learning from other people. But when it comes to taking your experiences and reframing them and to seeing, okay, 
how has this made me a better person? How has this made me a stronger person? How has this expanded my living experience? Mm -hmm. And when people have the ability to do that and then communicate that to other people so that they can have an authentic experience through that authentic connection with someone who's had their own authentic experience. Right. That I think is, there's a combination that you just can't, you can't be. Right. And I think that's what it's all about too, you know, that, that we come online to our purpose. And I think uh, oftentimes we can discover that through our experiences of pain and suffering. But like you said, if you're able to sort of be with it, you know, uh, transmute it, transform it, learn from it, allow it to serve it as the lesson that it's intended to, then I think, yeah, we, we then come into this like, oh, I, I have this experience that I need to share. Like, this is important for not just me, but mm-hmm. other people too. And, and I, I just want to say, Dan, you know, you, I feel from you too, the same thing, you know, you are living what you're preaching you know it so intimately and it comes across you know um you. yeah I mean people get some I mean people that come to my workshops and they see that I don't use a teleprompter I don't refer back to notes I can just talk it because beyond intention literally came from it didn't save my life um but it came from that moment when I over analyzed myself out of taking my own life and mm. built off of that and then crafted a life oh. through different phases, even when I had my business before and there wasn't, it wasn't sad all the time. It, it tailed off towards the end, but that's because I'd grown and it was time for the next mm. phase of my life. But I built that and even what I do now, dealing with challenges, dealing with growth, dealing with um, the contrast that shows up, I literally mm. apply it. And mm. because of the intentions I've set for myself in terms of how I see my life, what I'm finding even when I'm working with other people so often it's just forming a mirror back to me of things that I need to go back in and work on myself. So like the whole thing becomes this whole big right. new learning experience whereby right. I can be real with, with people because I'm talking to you about what I live. You know, right. I don't put myself up to be some kind of guru or whatever. I'm on a journey myself. I'm on a journey beyond intention. Mm-hmm. So when I talk, um, when right. I'm talking to people about this journey, I'm saying, yeah, these are the challenges that I face too when I'm talking to people about acceptance and I'm saying, yeah, I had to like deal with a gremlin <laughs> this morning, you know, mm-hmm. but this is how I, this is the gremlin. This is how I dealt with it. This is how I applied beyond intention. This is how you can do it too. Um, and even like the weekly group calls I do in, in our private group, I literally talk about what I've been dealing with this week. This is what I've been dealing with this week. This mm-hmm. is what's been reflected back to me from work with clients. Mm-hmm. Here it is guys. Let's chop it up and see how we can all, benefit right. from the experience we can all grow and get into this beautiful coherence that then expands that as a bit more love to go out into the world uh, at home powerful i mean it's really powerful and and it sounds like such a sacred experience this community of togetherness and and it's raw and real and vulnerable mm-hmm. and authentic and it's very synchronistic too i i hear you you know, but but that stance is one that I value and it resonates with me too. that type of openness and willingness to sort of be the spiritual warrior, you know, mm-hmm. the, and the emotional warrior, the one mm-hmm. who exactly as you said it, you know, um, embarks upon life with vigor and resilience and, you know, space, like whatever it is that you need. But ultimately, it is about, um, I think, evolving and we do that by growth and it doesn't always feel easy sometimes it's hard and unnerving Mm -hmm. yeah 
but it always has the potential to be fun if we're ready to see the fun in it. Yeah. From even if we have to do that from a stepping back and seeing it from a more holistic kind of wider fifth dimensional framework, it's all right. part of the, um, the roller coaster adventure. But I sure. wanted to look back on something because, yeah. all right, all right. So, lady person is going to watch this at some point, so I've got to be very careful about how I word this. However, <laughs> don't be scared, it's safe. Um, how do you find your obviously being trained to? communicate with even that which people don't see about themselves right mm -hmm. I don't know if that explains it well but you're a shark cookie I'm sure you've, you've got what I'm talking about how how do you balance being able to go through life almost seeing what people don't even see about what they're saying to you um mm. going through life and communicating with people and being able to see that they don't really want to be here but finding the space to be, because you're into mindfulness, to be present with them and not make it a purely um, mental exercise in your interactions with them and, and balance that all. Right. That's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not an, a, an easy answer. I think that there are times when it's really difficult. Um, and in those times, I have to do whatever I need to stay as regulated and supportive of the person as possible and, mm -hmm. and stay reminded that everybody's on their own path and yeah. where I think they should be doesn't matter. It, it, mm -hmm. it, what matters is where they are. So mm -hmm. I try to meet them there, mm -hmm. you know, with compassion and empathy and then, just, you know, w with the right amount of, okay, you know, you're here to be pushed beyond this place. So, you know, I'm compassionately confrontative. Um, but I stay curious and mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was going to say, and then there's some, you know, clinical techniques yeah. that I can use to, you know, work with ambivalence or mm -hmm. um, get more buy-in, reduce resistance, that type of thing. But it's delicate and it requires me to be able to like be as solid and anchored as the you know, the tool for the work as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. I, I had a, I had a conversation with, um, with a guy, this is before I even came into spiritual practice, which was really funny. So I kind of like took on board what he was saying, but wasn't really taking on board what he was saying. And he had, um, he saw things about people, saw spirit, spiritual aura and stuff. And, and he had like some kind of psychic abilities where like he could be sitting with someone and almost pick up what they're really thinking and saying. Right. And he always thought it was a real challenge for him to go through life because he'd have to sit and watch someone blatantly lying to him about wanting to be in that space or right. being nice to him, but knowing what they're, that they're saying, like crappy things about him in his head or like, and I always wondered how do people with those gifts, just like empaths, right? Right. Balancing right. this thing of uh, being in, communion with people's energy and right. feeling. and in some cases not having the training skills or whatever to, to protect yourself against that spillover mm -hmm. but then like with you you still have that challenge but you just have it more what well, to some extent at least from the mental perspective because you know these tools you know the way the language the way the body speaks and right tonality and all this other kind of groovy stuff right Yes. And, and, but what you're saying is important. It's something that I've come to more consciously in more recent 
years, which is this energetic uh, pile on me Mm -hmm. that if I don't, if I am not working uh, through meditation or through my own tool set when it comes to energy release and protecting myself, then I'm going to burn out and I'm going to be, I'm not going to be any good. So I'm actually in the throes now of working with um, an amazing psychic in the San Francisco Bay area who I'm now in the second course with. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like a psychic mediumship online course. um, And we meet, we're going to meet tonight actually. And she's, I'm learning a lot about how to protect my energy and using strategies um, related to meditation and consciousness to help, uh, to help with that. Yeah. Because that's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, and I use it and I need to because people will uh, take, take my energy and they'll leave me with theirs and that can be sour and depleting, <laughs> you know? Especially when you're aware of it, right? It's yeah. different when you don't know. Um, right. When you know, it's like, okay, I know what's going on here. And because you know, then that forms part of your belief system. So that forms part of what unfolds. So it's like this, this whole dance between the two. But I think it's great that you're embracing more and more of these modalities in order to better equip yourself right. to not only serve, but also to serve yourself right. and to protect yourself and to give yourself sufficient self-love so that through that you can protect yourself. Sorry. You can empower yourself to be more right. better, better, better tool to serve. Cause I think sometimes people lose sight of the importance of looking after self, the importance of taking care of your own needs, the importance of taking time out and resting, the importance of protecting your energy Sometimes people kind of, again, going back to the extremes, they go out on this extreme of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they haven't actually taken care of. So right. kudos. Thank kudos, you. Thank you. Kudos. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. And I'd say that those people, like that, th- those who purport to be one way or, you know, or, or aren't doing the work that is required to take care of themselves and their energy, it's coming out in other ways. Like, you know, that either they're, they're like using substances or they're getting, they're irritable or they're getting into car accidents or like, you know, that stuff is happening because it needs to be released one way or another. It's about, are you consciously doing it in ways that are healthy for you and others around you or not? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm. Again, it comes back down to the whole thing of, of balance. Do you have a favorite quote? Oh my God. One that, um, or like a couple? Is there like a little pocket of favorite quotes that I have? That so speak many, to you? but I love the Marianne Williamson quote where she talks about you know our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate, but that we are uh, powerful beyond measure. And I think you you have to really feel and know that quote to know how how deep it is in its truth. Um, mm-hmm. And so I love all of her work. I think, you know, anything that she says is gospel, you know. Um, so that's a powerful one to me because I think a lot of people are, are, are stifling themselves out of this fear that really they're more than they ever thought, you know. And, and there is. There's something really scary about that, which is weird. But, but also it's like the most beautiful freeing thing ever when people can – uh, allow themselves to be in their power. So what about you? Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, I've got a couple. 
I've, I've got a couple that, that, that ruminate. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of um, anything that's to do with self-power and being in your power. If you've got any quotes to do with that, then I'm going to be game. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of overgorged on quotes because I started collecting them about, about 11 years ago and I've got a notebook full of them. Mm. And so um, they're the ones like the ones you see me posting on Instagram. They're normally from my from my quote collections, and I read an awful lot as well. So there's when I finish reading a book, I always end up like having to copy them all into my notebook, and then I know. I go, like, which ones am I going to keep? <laughs> I know, <laughs> so, I know, I know, I know. Um, but it, it does shift. It does shift. But generally speaking, anything to do with self empowerment and being in your power is going to be on like my top top list. Yeah, definitely. You're gonna, it's gonna, but then again, when I'm reading new books, like I'm reading right now, I'm reading the um, God, Sacred Teachers of the Masters of the Far East, or whatever it's called. I'm on oh, volume, cool. right now. and um, there's like loads of dope stuff in there. But then what I'm finding now is almost filtering it with what's cool for me and what really aligns with my message so that I need to share it with people. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's another dance I have to make, but I've got seriously, yeah. I've got a lot of quotes i've been collecting quotes since 2008 2007 2006 since 2006 wow. i've been reading a lot and collecting a lot of quotes i've got like two notebooks full um i've got a lot of quotes it's amazing how you know how how just a few words or a sentence or two can speak to such a raw place in us, you know, or to inspire us in this way that like gives us just enough. It's that's pretty amazing. Just like that little bite size of inspiration or wisdom or guidance. I I love quotes too. I have them all over as well. Mm -hmm. There's one um, dope idea that I've been toying with for about a month now. And that's the thing that words don't really matter. Like mm. it's the energy behind them uh-huh. and it's what they evoke in us and what they evoke in others and what we interpret from right. others sure. in words. Um, so I was playing, so when I was really working with um, gratitude step of beyond intention, which is all about getting into a state of being, getting into alignment energetically with what we want and therefore allowing it to come in because we're in, we're in vibrational frequency with it. Right. But I was looking at this whole thing of the difference between thank you and gratitude. It's like, I can say thank you, but that doesn't mean that I'm grateful. Right. And I can look at you and not say a word and you feel my gratitude. Right. The same way, like two lovers can look at each other and not need to say a word or even lay a hand on each other. Mm-hmm. And the fullness of that love is communicated. Yeah. And I can say, I love you. And it's like, yeah. This... Right. It's true. So the, the word is not the common denominator. It's the energy that's behind it. That's what really carries. It's really So true. when we look at these combinations of words, it's like, I can say, you know, te quiero to someone that speaks Russian. They'd be like, what? And I can say it with, right. but if I say that with oh, te quiero, like right. really, right. and it's like, oh. <laughs> right, oh, right. Love you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I actually, that's so funny, Daniel. I have a, I have a upcoming post for Instagram where I talk about how communication, you know, isn't always verbal, doesn't always have to be. I mean, it can be a primary, you know, it's a Mm -hmm. primary way that we express ourselves. But yeah, I really appreciate what you're saying. I mean, so much of it is 
telepathic and energetic and like this mm-hmm. visceral felt sense of the other person and their and their energy their vibration mm-hmm. um and i think that's important for people to connect to in themselves like how am i showing up in this space before i even say a word you know yeah. what am i emitting uh, mm-hmm. based on what i'm going through in myself and what do i need to do to be m- more aware of that so i can spread better vibes you know because that's what's going to come back to me it's like this this amazing (laughs) day you know it's like amazing what we're putting out is what we're getting what we're getting right back right if you had um one experience stroke nugget bit of wisdom lesson tool tip that you would share with the listeners today what would it be I'll be honest, I, I I think it's that people should be meditating. <laughs> I, I mean, and I, you know, I hate to prescribe some, you know, a broad, I hate to prescribe in such a broad way, you know, mm-hmm. to say that it's ubiquitous, you know, that, yeah. but I, I really feel that the human condition benefits from meditation and it doesn't really matter who you are uh, or what you're going through now, now now I should caveat you know the caveat is that there are different levels of um, cognition and different levels of emotional regulation and actually meditation in, in certain forms might be counterindicated for someone who's like mm-hmm. in the acute throes of trauma but I'd say for your average person who's you know, stressed and anxious and struggling in their lives in whatever way, just to be a human in modern day life, that meditation is profound at deepening our ability to be with ourselves, understand ourselves, find ourselves, get curious about ourselves. And I really think from there, everything else good and right and clear comes into place. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful as was this time with you. Ditto. That Let me was put the glasses fantastic. off so that you can see the wig. <laughs> you can see the wig. That's a great A <laughs> wig. <laughs> Thank you, Everyone, Daniel. I'm going to show this again. Hey, Dr. Rachel, follow her on Instagram. Watch her stories. They're really inspiring and cool. And look out for her on the Dream Beyond Intention group coaching program. She's going to be talking about some really cool stuff. You better <laughs> sign up. Mm-hmm. That's your song, and it's recorded the world now. That was beautiful. I was dancing to that. That was amazing. I love it. I absolutely yes. love it. What are you doing with the rest of your day? Um, work. <laughs> I'm writing a lot. I'm putting together the, my own coaching program. So um, I have a lot of things that I have, you know, a million things to do. But so... Well, when you're ready with that, come back so we can tell people all about it once it's ready to go. That'd be amazing. I've, I've said it, so it's done. So when you're ready to start talking more about it, then just shoot me a WhatsApp. I'll be like, hey, Dr. Rachel, we're going to get you back <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I love it. Anytime I want a little dance, I'm going to come to you. Anytime I want an amazing discussion, I'm going to come to you. And such heart, Daniel. And I'm so amazed at all you're doing. It's awesome. And I, I'm an admirer, supporter, and, and it's exciting to be a friend too. So it's exciting. 
Okay. Love you, Dr. Rachel. All Seven right. Everyone, I'm sure you'll join me in thanking, hey, Dr. Rachel, for being here today. <laughs> Check her out, hey, Dr. Rachel, <laughs> on Instagram. You also have your Facebook Facebook page, don't um, you? Dr. Rachel, I, or you don't really... I, I'd say go to heydrachel.com if you want more information on heydrachel.com. Let me pop this here. Hmm. Where is it? www.heydrachel.com. D-R-R-A-C-H-E-L. Boom. Bam. It's there. Boom. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. <laughs> so do you love my friend and yeah, I'll catch up with you anyway because that's what dope friends do. They catch up and stuff. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk soon. Definitely. Thanks okay. for tuning in, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.dreamwithdan.com for updates for more exclusive content. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.